0: Welcome to the Millionaire Secrets Podcast, where the most successful people in the world share their secrets to help you create the awesome life you desire. Welcome to another episode of Millionaire Secrets. This is Jeff Lerner, your host. Always excited to be here with you. And today I am joined by the one and only Sandy Forster. She has been described as Oprah's Aussie Secrets and uh, has just... an amazing story. I pretty much wanted to intro her by just reading the about me section of her website, but that's too long for an intro, but it's like literally the opening of a, of a great novel or something. Sandy's got an incredible story of going from, from, you know, the depths that I I know a thing or two about those depths and she does, she had her own depths of being in massive debt and on welfare and then springing back to multimillionaire status and, and massive influencer, doing so much good in this world um and also has one of the most amazing travel resumes that I've ever heard and I can't wait to hear about that anyway we'll get into all of it sandy welcome to millionaire secrets
1: thank you so much jeff for having me a real pleasure
0: yeah it's great to have you here and again i'm not just blowing smoke i was i was blown away reading your story um in and, and i think uh you know it's such a cliche to be like so welcome to the podcast tell us your story but in your case Welcome to the podcast. Let's dig into your story because it's it's epic. Um, and let's, it, you know, you started it, to my reading, back when you were 16 years old, right? You, you met your boyfriend and I guess that's when the roller coaster started. Do you mind kind of picking up there?
1: Yeah, sure. So yeah, I, well, actually when I was 15, my parents, we lived in the most Southern state of Australia. It was cold and we were beach people. So my parents decided that we would move to Queensland, which is the northernmost, warmest state. But before we moved, they said, let's sell the house and we'll take half the money from the house and we'll travel the world for 10 uh, 10 years, 10 months. So we traveled the world for 10 months and it was just amazing, it was mind-blowing. And then we moved to Queensland. When I got here, I started school and I met a boy and we went out for, I don't know, it was 10, 11 years and we got married. And then when I had had two kids, a three-year-old and a six-month-old and we got divorced. And then I was in that place where, Something that I had been doing as a bit of a hobby suddenly had to become my business. And gosh, that did not work because it was around the Jane Fonda era and it was designing and manufacturing swimwear and gym wear and leotards and the whole works. And um, whilst that was great play money, that was really fun sort of money to come in and, you know, do some landscaping or put in a pool or go on a holiday what i found was when it was just me on my own and i had to pay for rent and electricity and you know food and all the bills that was not enough to cover anything so i actually ended up a hundred thousand dollars in debt and on welfare and at the time welfare was in us dollars it was seven and a half thousand dollars a year
0: oh wow <laughs> it was
1: like so when you're on welfare you do not you're not even at sort of base level you are just going backwards every single day it was just yeah it was a really um really challenging scary time for me Um, but I feel really blessed because I discovered the law of attraction and I discovered all about you know rewiring your mind and that changed everything so as you say I I ended up going from welfare to millionaire and um, I feel really lucky and that's why I love sharing my secrets and my story with other people because I've I kind of consider if I can do it, anyone can do it.
0: So I'm really excited to talk to someone who's a, you know, a, a true, let's call it law of attraction practitioner and and case study, right? You know, my I'll tell you, my attitude on law of attraction has always been, um, basically, yeah, you should do those things, because, uh, because frankly, look, I'm not a scientist; I can't prove that they work. But they're good things to do anyways. And I know that they bring out the best in me, Be, you know, putting out good energy into the world, you know, uh, projecting the best version of myself, investing heavily in relationships, seeing the good in people, connecting with people, uh, have, holding big visions of what I want for my life and, and referencing back to them as my driver all the time and all the daily details of my life. Like these are all awesome things to do. But do they quote work? in like some metaphysical cosmic woo-woo sense. I don't know, (laughs) but I'm excited to talk to someone who does. So can you tell me a little bit more about that and in particular how that applies to a welfare mom becoming a millionaire? I mean, that's, that's what everybody wants the law of attraction to do for their lives. Tell me how that works.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, I guess for me, Um, I was one of these people that, so even when I left school, I, I always wanted freedom. My whole thing is freedom. I want to be able to have the time and the money to do the things that I wanted. So when I was hundred thousand dollars in debt and on (laughs) welfare, there was no freedom. And so I, I read all the normal kind of wealth building books and went to the seminars and, and honestly, my brain, I, me and math don't mix. And it was like, it was all just so confusing and I didn't understand it. And money was just so like the whole thing, just my brain had a meltdown. And I just thought, Oh my gosh, you know, if if this is how you have to make money and how you have to build your wealth, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it because I invested money in shares. Cause when I, when I split up with my husband, I think I got about $150,000 and that was my property settlement. And, From that, I had to buy my car back that I'd been given for Mother's Day and that cost me $30,000. So then I ended up with, I think, about $120,000. And so I put some money into the share market and I lost it. And then I put some money, I bought a piece of real estate. And even though the market went up, I lost money when I sold it. And I put money into a network marketing company and it went bust. And I put money into um, an investment company and it went bust. Like every practical thing I did, didn't work so I was thinking okay I'm just destined to struggle the rest of my life around money because as I said I was hundred thousand dollars in debt and I thought even if I did get a great job it's going to take me the rest of my life to pay that off like I just I couldn't see how it would work and then I discovered the law of attraction and I guess sometimes when you come to a point where you're really at rock bottom it's like there's no really other way up And so I looked at the law of attraction and I thought, well, this, if nothing else, it makes me feel better when I focus on what I want, when I focus on my dreams and my goals and my desires, when I'm putting my energy there and having conversations about that, when I'm focusing and thinking and like that made me feel better. And so that was the reason. It wasn't because I actually, my logical mind didn't go, oh, this is good, this works. It was more my my um, heart was like, oh, yes, this feels so much better. Give me this. And so I dived into it. But what I actually found was it started to work. Like all these things started to happen. I started to manifest money. I started to change my situation. I started to get opportunities and circumstances. And all Like it just was was kind of freaky and I'm thinking okay maybe this does really work and so as well as like really diving into the law of attraction the thing I like I'm very very big on and this is you know what I teach as well it's not just the metaphysical you've got to join it with the practical. When you marry the metaphysical and the practical together, that's where the magic happens. Mm -hmm. And that's why, although yes, I love the law of attraction, I teach the law of attraction, I train people to be law of attraction coaches, but I also study the neuroscience. And I believe that the two of them together is really powerful because you can sit around and focus on what you want all day long, but unless you actually align body, mind, and spirit, so body, the actions you take, mind, your thoughts, and spirit, your feelings, unless you align all of that, then it's going to be a bit of a harder a harder sort of path to get to your millions or whatever it is you're wanting to manifest. I think when you align the three of them, that's where everything just becomes a little bit easier and there's flow and magic can happen. And that's definitely what I found in my life.
0: Yeah. I think you, you described my life pretty well. Like, again, it's not that my logical brain said, okay, I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to get baptized in the church of law of attraction and I'm going to become a law of attraction congregant for the rest of it. It was nothing like that. It's more just like I love the way this makes me feel when I, I, th- I create really big visions for my life and I focus, you know, intensely on those visions and I love who, who I become as a result of that because my, my pragmatic brain says that's a really big vision and a really big goal. And the only way that I'm going to get that is to be this really big, massive action taking hyper positive version of myself. And whether it's the cause or the effect, who the hell cares?
1: Yep, still works better, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: So, so how did that work for you? How did that play out? I mean, what do you mind getting into some of the nitty gritty of kind of how you turned that corner?
1: Yeah, sure. So initially, what happened was I discovered the law of attraction. It was actually in a course, like it was actually being sold as a course and seminars, and I loved them so much that I started promoting those courses and seminars. Yeah. And so that sort of started the ball rolling with having income coming in. And it was like really, really, I mean, that, that proved to me that, you know, even though, even though I had previously had my own swimwear and gym wear company, I would not even work in my own stores because I hated selling so much. Like I just oh. had this absolute fear of it. But what I found was I loved this course so much, I just wanted to tell everyone about it. And so I became really good at doing that. But what happened in the middle of all that was the person who owned the global marketing rights to the company had a dispute with the printer. They printed all the books and the CDs and everything wrong. So they said, we're not going to pay you until you reprint them. And the printer said, well, I'm not going to reprint them until you pay me. And so, and this was direct sales. This was network marketing. So for eight months, we had no product. And when you don't have a product in network marketing, you don't have a business. So I went from making all this money to having nothing. And it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I still haven't cracked the code. Was Around that time, my accountant came to me and said, I know you had a bit of success in something previously before. I'm getting into something. Um, Robert Kiyosaki's real estate mentor is has combined with someone and and they've got a a course and they've got seminars and they, you know, sell it like direct sales. And I said, nope, nope, thank you, no, no. And she said, look, you don't have to do anything. I've got stacks of clients, but I don't want to talk to them. And, you know, you're good at talking to people. Why don't we just combine? So I ended up, you know, to be polite, I went along to the free info night and I just thought, oh, what else, you know, what can I do? Like, I'm, I'm doing nothing now may as well so I did that and then within a very short space of time again started to make really good money but I said to her during that time you know what I have got an idea and it was funny three months prior to that I woke up in the morning with the name wildly wealthy women in my head went online registered the domain name did nothing with it three months later I said to her look I've got this great idea why not we take that information? Because she was an accountant, real estate investor, um, asset protection, like all that boring stuff that is so necessary. Um, so, and I said, take all that and the information around this course and I'll teach the mindset. And so we launched this program for Wealthy, Wealthy Women, which was a nine-month mentoring program. And they were taught all the practical side of of, um, uh, investing in real estate. And I taught all the mindset. And in the first, I think it was the first six months, we made $2 million in that particular um, Mm -hmm. program. And... From then, I really understood that people like the practical and the metaphysical. If you just do the mindset, people kind of think it's a bit airy-fairy, a bit woo-woo, a bit light on. But if you just do the practical, they don't get the same results. They don't get the powerful, easy results that you get when you combine the two. So that was kind of the very first time that I manifested, you know, a million dollars or more than a million dollars. And since then, I've had a few different times where I've just come up with these ideas out of the blue and... They just make me millions. It's really cool, and it's it's definitely the law of attraction. Because I'm no super smarty. Like I'm just me. I live on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. I wear my gym gear all day long, and I just kind of, you know, do creative stuff and happen to make money out of it. So it's definitely the law of attraction behind the scenes.
0: Well, I, I you just you just said something which sounds so deceptively simple, but you know, people will ignore it for decades or or not. Maybe they're not ignoring mean They just don't. They don't. Uh, you know, it doesn't click for whatever reason. But it's the coupling of the tactical with the the metaphysical. Mm-hmm. You know, my my company, Entra. I mean, we've scaled in two years. Two years ago, I was just shooting some videos at home on my phone, and in two years now, we have sixty thousand paying students uh, mm-hmm. around the world, and we've scaled to a company with you know a staff of a hundred people and. You know we're developing you know, just it's crazy the growth but it's beca- it's because of exactly what you just said that I, I from day one I had this vision I remember um, literally having this vision of like what if somebody took all the like the Robert Kiyosaki wealth stuff the Russell Brunson digital marketing stuff and just unapologetically draped it in Tony Robbins
1: yeah
0: what yeah. would that look like and I was like, well, screw those guys. I'll just be Jeff Lerner and I'll do it. <laughs> and, and we're the fastest growing private education company in the, in the world from what I can tell. Like it's yes. crazy when you get that equation right. Because
1: and people love it because they get results. When you combine yeah. all those things that you're putting together, that if they uh, not only listen but then apply what they're learning in all those areas, they have to get the results. And so that's why, and that was exactly the same with Wildly Wealthy Women. People got results because they were combining the two. I mean, that, that program's no longer running, but, you know, it was because when they combined the two, there was magic. And so when you're doing exactly the same thing, you're combining it all, people are getting results. And so, you know, word of mouth travels and you can't help but grow massively.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So, so how do you deal with the fact that you, you, know, you make all this money, you have these successful businesses, you, you're, you're, you're very transparent in your disdain for the left brain part of business, right? <laughs> um, do you have a partner? Like, how do you deal with the realities of running a business?
1: That, that is the million dollar question. Like, seriously, I have, I, like, I don't have any staff. I have one VA. Wow. That's it. Yeah. I I am very much about lifestyle. So I don't want to be spending all my days thinking about work, doing work, 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 work. Like I am just not into that. I prefer to manifest it. Right. So so for me, I, um, but still the, the practical side, the, I find that I have made in the past, oh my gosh, I can't even begin to tell you the mistakes that I've made when it comes to money in the past, managing money, handling money, investing money. And so um, what I did recently was hire a CFO, like just a virtual one, just to give me feedback because I don't have a partner and I don't have a business partner and I don't have anyone that I can really bounce money ideas off because my parents had no money at all. So it's like, you know, and most of my friends don't really know about handling money. So I just found people that know more about money than I do so that I don't make decisions based on emotion which is how I do everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's what's got me to trouble in the past. So yeah, just find the right people.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hard because you have to follow through on your decisions with great emotion and passion and, and all, that all in, you know, way of being but yet that can't be how you made the decision. You'd, right? It's like you have to make a cerebral decision then immediately get emotional. But you, got, you can't get emotional till at least make the right decision then get emotional, right? As yeah. You know. But
1: I've made, I, I get emotional about the wrong decisions. So I've made like some stupid decisions that were because I got emotional. Like I remember when I made my first, um, I think I made $3 million in less than about six months. And that was the second time I made a few million. And it was all mine. I wasn't sharing that with anyone. So so I had all this money and I thought, oh, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to buy a house. So I went out looking for a house. A little bit OCD. So instead of buying one house for me, I bought six houses at once. And (laughs) trying to to, um, sort of settle on six houses with contracts and all the finance and the money and this and that and the other which is so not my thing, I nearly had a nervous breakdown. It was, like, just beyond anything. So, you know, I and the thing was, I actually said to my accountant at the time, I said to her, "Um, I'm going to buy these houses. And she said, I wouldn't do that if I was you. And instead of diving deeper into that comment, I said, well, I'm not you. (laughs) I went out and did it anyway. (laughs) So, yeah, I I, literally I've made some really stupid mistakes. But... um, yeah.
0: <laughs> so let me say this. So I, I, I want to qualify my next question. Like I'm I'm a very open, you know, let's call it high trust person when it comes to this stuff because my life has manifested so much of what you're describing. Where like when you have this unreasonable level of enthusiasm and a commitment and a drive and a vision that is ridiculously large to most people but that for you it's the only thing worth getting up in the morning to go after. I've seen that play out. I know that's my life. So like I'm I'm not a skeptic at all of what you're saying but I'm curious what do you say to the person who hears what you just said and hears you say casually like oh it's the second time I made a few million dollars but yeah, I, you know, I pissed it all away. I got in over my head yet again, but that's all good because I'll just go make another few million dollars when I need to, because I manifest. Oh, but that's
1: it. That's it. I don't just say, oh, I'll make another few million dollars. I'm like everyone else. I completely freaked out when I lost all that money. Like when I, when I was struggling, when I was trying to make the payments, wasn't like, ah, it's all cool. The law of attraction is going to look after me. No, total meltdown, freak out, heart palpitations. Like I, I, and I have to just remember that no matter what I'm feeling in the moment, no matter what I'm experiencing in the moment, I know that, okay, I've got to calm my nervous system to start with, because when you're under stress, our our body reverts back to, you know, millions of years ago when we were cavemen, and stress meant you're gonna eat something that that you didn't know whether it was gonna be any good for you and you could potentially die. Someone was fighting with you, you could potentially die. You're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger, you could potentially die. So stress these days, even though we're not being chased, we're not going to die from something. All these little stresses still completely blow our nervous system out out of whack. And when we're in that state, we are not in the creation state. When you're super stressed, a woman is never going to become pregnant. So what happens is... And that's creation. So it's like you need to get your system calm, first of all. You need to um, do whatever you can. And for me, that's things like affirmations and visualisations and just getting away from what is happening And focusing on what I actually want. And when you get into that calm space, you start to get into that creation space and then you can turn things around. So it's not like when I've stuffed up in the past, it's been like, oh, it's all good. I can say it now because I know I can change it. But in the moment, I'm, yeah, I'm not miss calm. I'm, I'm freaking out.
0: (laughs) But so, okay. And I appreciate you saying that, that you're human. At least you're not, um, you're not just so sublime that nothing phases you. (laughs) But, but nonetheless, to the person who's like the Let's let's say like the the cautious or the steady on the disc profile, right? They're analytical. They 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 dot their i's, they cross their t's. They went to college, they got their degree, they've been working in an accounting firm for the last twenty years. Like they're they, and they they've checked all the boxes that society says to check, but they've never made a million dollars. And they hear someone like you being so casual about manifesting millions of dollars, like. I'm sure you get a lot of people saying, oh, you know, you're you're just some woo woo crackhead lady who's up in the night sell, just trying to scam people into giving you yes. their money to come to your retreat yeah. so that yeah. you can, whatever, emotionally manipulate them. Like, what do you, which I, again, it's not me. I've seen this stuff work. But what mm-hmm. do you say to those people? How, and, and I'm asking for your help. How do we enroll people that this isn't cosmic, bizarre nonsense. This is the other side, it's the yang to the yin of the analytical pragmatic way, but you've got to have both.
1: Yeah. And I think I come to it from two planes. So first of all, I say, well, you know, yes, it, it can seem very woo-woo, but it's based in quantum science and it's based in neuroscience. And so I kind of bring that side into it. But then what I also do is I bring in, okay, you know, it worked for me, but I've got thousands of, Students, tens of thousands of students from all around the world who completely transformed their life. Like Denise Staffield Thomas, who worked with me in the very first month that she made money, she made $225. Now she's just built a $6 million house and it's only like what, six years? So it's like when I, when I bring in the science and then I bring in the other people who've actually followed my advice and completely transformed their life. I think at that point they either are going to open their mind a little bit and give it a go or they're still going to be a closed book they're not going to be interested and nothing i say is going to make any difference so right. i don't even try
0: yeah yeah some people are, are seeking an answer and some people are only looking for evidence to support the answer they've already decided is right
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly yeah
0: yeah okay so so yeah that makes i mean yeah you're right at the end of the day social proof is the ultimate trump card to the skeptic it's like well look you don't have to take my word for it and honestly that's why i started this podcast because i feel like i'm out i'm I'm a voice in the wilderness saying listen you can create all this amazing stuff in your life digital technology the new economy the world is so full of opportunity turn off the news the news wants to tell you the sky is falling i'm here to tell you that you know the sky is infinite but I can only say it so many times, so many ways. So it's like, you know what, I'm going to start a show and I'm going to bring on dozens of guests who all have their own stories and all, all have their own styles and let them hear it from them too. And eventually there's just going to be so many of us preaching our variation of the same good news that people are either going to um, just, you know, their fingers are, are literally the skin of their ears is going to grow around their fingers and they're not even going to be able to pull them out or they're going to have to listen.
1: Yeah. And well, I think hearing stories builds belief, and belief um, builds the muscle that allows you to manifest and take the actions you need to take to create what it is that you want to have in your life.
0: Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. So I have to ask um, there was something on the intake form when you were coming on the show about what, what was called the blender incident. Uh, yes. This, I think, mm-hmm. is something like the moment you realized you had cracked the code and could manifest money. I would love to hear. Do you mind sharing?
1: Yeah, so I love having smoothies for breakfast. So before green smoothies became the thing, um, I have for decades had you know fruit smoothies for breakfast. And this one day, my my blender broke down, and it's like, okay, I've got to go and buy a new blender. So I went to Target, went to to Target to buy a blender. Walking down the blender aisle, I'm looking at all the blenders, looking at which one, and. I suddenly realised in the moment as I'm looking at all the blenders, trying to choose, I suddenly realised, and I I still get emotional about it to this very day, I suddenly realised that I didn't have to look at the prices. I could actually buy any blender I wanted because I just made, you know, a few million dollars. It's like, and it wasn't until that exact moment that I was getting something that I truly loved, a blender, that I realized that, you know, I'd made it. And so I'm standing in the blend aisle crying <laughs> because I was so overcome with the fact that, you know, money wasn't going to be the issue that had been all my life. So yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: That is so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. I, I remember when I was kind of had the same moment. I was in Houston and I'd been working so hard just to pay off all this debt that I accrued and, and, and I was making a lot of money, but I didn't get to keep any of it. I was paying off all this debt. And then there was a moment when I was suddenly out of debt and the next check that came in, I didn't have any, I didn't have anywhere to send it. Like every previous check that had come in, I had to turn around and pay it out to someone. This one just sat there. And I was like, oh my gosh. And and like within a month I had rented a U-Haul and packed all my stuff up and moved to another state and was just changing. Everything in my life started to change so fast. But I remember that moment. It is, um, It is so powerful. So So let's see. You know, you mentioned um, two things. I heard that maybe kind of almost contradicted each other. Not, and my question is to unravel it because I don't think you did. I'm just saying they they kind of seem at odds. One is that you said um, you hated sales when you were doing the gym, uh, the the workout gear and the 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 bikinis or bathing suits or whatever you're doing. You didn't want to work in your store because you hated selling, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, your accountant recruited you saying, hey, you love talking to people. You're great at sales. Let's partner up and you do the sales. So like tell me about that transition, right?
1: Okay. So the reason being, I hated selling my own thing because I didn't have belief in myself. And because I didn't have belief in myself and my own worth, I kind of transferred that onto my product. And I just, didn't feel right selling it because part of me was like, well, is it going to fall apart or are they going to really like it? They're going to get home and they're going to what have I bought? And so it was like really a self worth thing. Okay. Yet When I then was selling someone else's product, I loved it and I could tell everyone about it and it was easy. And plus also, I think when you get started in something like network marketing, if you get started with a, a pretty reasonable company, they've got fantastic, sales. I mean, they've got sales training, the psychology of sales, they really support you in that way. And so I began to see sales as something instead of you're trying to push something on someone, it's like you're presenting something that you know, is going to transform their life. And if they don't take it, well, that's their loss. But if they take it, you've helped them. So it kind of switched in my mind a lot that way too.
0: So are you still actively involved in network marketing? Or is that just kind of how you got your start?
1: I, I was back then. I wasn't for a lot of years. I've just found a product I absolutely love. So I love multiple streams of income because, you know, I've been in a place where I've had one and it stopped and again, freak out moment. So um, yeah, I, I am just doing one now. Yeah.
0: But that's not, that, that's not your, at this point, you're not dependent on that as your primary oh, no, life no.
1: Right? no, 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 no,
0: um, So, you know, a lot of people have some kind of negative vibes around network marketing. And, and I, I wonder if we me could too. chat about it. Yeah. I mean me too. But at the same time, you know, uh, and I hate to bring up the name because it's so controversial, but it's, 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 it's a great point by a, at least a, you know, a reasonably intelligent financial mind. Donald Trump has gone on record as saying if he lost everything and had to start over today, he would go find a good network marketing company and he would roll up his sleeves and get to work. Mm. That it really is the the great equalizing opportunity for everyone in the world. Um, You know, I did it in my early 20s. Didn't have a great experience with it. I was very good at it. I recruited 20 people in my first month. And then I thought, okay, I have a team of 20 people. Now in my second month, I'm going to focus on coaching them and trying to duplicate, they called it, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So my first month I signed up 20 people in the business. In my second month, I, f- I focused only on trying to support my team and the twenty of them put together, like all told, mm-hmm. brought one more person into the business. Yeah,
1: that's how it is. I, I was like,
0: <laughs> screw this, man! I I am never going to give other people that much power in my life. And that was <laughs> it. that was the only network marketing I ever did. But but I see the I see the power in it, and I know people that have have done wonders with it. So I'm curious, um, what kind of your your take is on it and what you say to people that want to say, oh, it's another one of those pyramid things or something. Again, knowing that's not me, but what do we say to them?
1: Well, I think network marketing is great if you have fallen in love with a product and then you decide you want to share it and make money. I think coming to network marketing and wanting to make money from it, just that's your sole purpose, can sometimes let you down. For me, um, like I've just discovered this product that's sort of quantum healing and I just love it. So it's very easy for me to share because one of the things it does is help people align their chakras and it's all it's all very woo-woo. But it's amazing. And so I can easily share that. And and because I know that A, the product is amazing. I know B that they're gonna get great training because they're gonna get through me. But I, I know exactly what you mean about the whole um You know, you bring all these people in, they do nothing. So I've come to myself, come to this business not to make money, although I am as a byproduct making money. I've just come because I love the product and it's like, well, you know, I can make another stream of income if I want to, so why not? So it is very easy for people to be turned off by network marketing, mainly because the people who come into network marketing quite often have never had a business Mm -hmm. And they're trying to get out of something they hate. So they've got a job that they hate and they look at network marketing as the saviour. They've got no clue about sales, no clue about business, no clue about how to talk to people, no clue about building rapport and actually just sharing. They just, you know, come to it and try and, you know, sell for sale. And right. that's why people get turned off, I think. So I think if you find a good company, a product you already love anyway, and they've got really good training, you're halfway there. And also I, I totally believe that the person who brings you into the company and that is your support. I think that's really important too. When I actually was buying this particular product, I had been approached by a lot of people about it. But I looked at how each one interacted with me as a potential customer, mm-hmm. client, a, you know team member, and I made my decision based on that. So I think that really helps too.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean that—that's exactly my experience of it too. Is is that you know it's kind of like churches that the best reason, you go find the best people in any church and they're going to, they're gonna, you're going to look at them and go, oh, those people are amazing. I should totally join that church. But you go find the worst people in any church and you go, oh, that church is terrible. I don't want anything yeah. to do with it because look at those hypocrites, right? Yeah. People are just people. and yeah. And network marketing, probably much like church sometimes attracts a certain type of desperate person that, Maybe doesn't put out the best energy into the world and can kind of give a bad taste for everyone. But I, I, I am a believer in the business model. I, I will say that, even though I don't, you know, well, actually, I'm the same way. I have a product in my office. It's an ionizing water machine that I love, there and I've told a lot of people about it. But it's not like my business. Yeah, um,
1: exactly.
0: So okay, so let's let's talk more about law of attraction, if if you don't mind, um, because I'm, and again, I'm asking selfishly, because I'm I am constantly like I'm. You know, I'm, a, I'm not a woo-woo person. I Like that's not, or I should say like that's not part of my brand. My brand doesn't really extend into the more, woo, and I hate the term woo-woo. It's so like yeah, pejorative. But You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, I, but yet I am. I actually am. Like I'm very metaphysical. I'm very spiritual. I'm a very big believer in pretty much the fundamental precepts of the law of attraction. Again, why it works, I don't claim to know, but I don't really care because I know it works. And so I'm always trying to find ways to bridge to people that are not as open. So like, what would you say is like a baby step for people into kind of trying on the law of attraction experientially to get a little taste, kind of like try before they buy, you know? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, the perfect example is, think of all the elite athletes around the world. What is one practice they are All taught to do as part of their training that doesn't actually involve the body.
0: Yeah, visualization. Visualization.
1: Of course, right. That's like, you know, so that's a really easy sort of starter practice. Just, you know, even if you have to buy a guided visualization, have someone take you through a visualization because you're sort of not good at just doing it in your head by yourself. But guided visualization is really powerful. And I think that's a great starter. And um, I love the story about, I had a I had a client who said her husband thought everything that she was learning was so stupid and woo-woo and, you know, why was she wasting her money and her time? And she said, look, you don't have to believe me. You don't have to come on board with me. I don't mind at all, but just let me do my thing. And so he just kind of let her go and she started to manifest things into her life. And he, at some point he said to her, I, I, I think I want to just kind of give this a little bit a little bit of a go, just to see if it works. Like, I still don't believe it works, but I just kind of want to give it a go. Anyway, he decided he wanted this particular car. He, when he was younger, him and a mate had these cars. I don't know anything about cars, so I have no idea what type, but it was one of those type of um, collector type cars. And so they used to tinker with their cars when they were young and he was focusing on this car, but they're really, really, really expensive because they are, you know, collector's items. And so he didn't have any idea how he's actually going to get the money to get it. But then out of the blue, his um, uh, man that he had known, the guy he used to tinker the cars with, phoned him and said, look, I'm going overseas and it's probably going to be indefinitely. I've got my baby, which was his car. I don't want to let it go to just anyone. And I know you would really look after it. And he sold it to him for this ridiculously low price. And then this guy was hooked on the law of attraction.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. It's, you know, the other reason that I'm a, you know, I, I'm an, I'm an I'm a believer whether I choose to be or not is because of just exactly things like that. There are things in my life that have been so, you know, look. If one thing happened one time, I could go, okay, maybe you know, coincidence, mathematical probability, whatever. But like, when when something like that happens once a year, every year for like twenty consecutive years because you live at this fringe of belief and almost like delusional um action in spite of other people's skepticism and you're like you know just wait i'll show you and then like it always works it's in some way or leads to the next thing eventually you just become a believer so um that doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all so i have to ask this um you've done all of this traveling. Like your bio is insane. I'm just going to brief, I've got it over here. I'm going to just briefly touch on a few of it. It, it. We'd be here the rest of the episode if I try to read it all. But it's like, um, climbed to the highest camp on Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, swam with dolphins in Hawaii, trekked the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu, watched the, wild, the, yeah, the wildebeest migrate across the Serengeti, whitewater rafted down the Zambezi River, was helicoptered off Mount Everest, uh, flew a helicopter over Victoria Falls, and like I mean, and on and on and on. Danced with Maasai tribesmen in Kenya. Like, when did, first of all, you must get up really early in the morning to find time for all this. <laughs> and secondly, like, how did you weave all this into the journey of your life? This is just amazing.
1: Well, like I said, when I was fifteen, my parents sold a house and we traveled for ten years, and that gave me the travel bug. So
0: yeah, okay. then,
1: what happened is once I, the very first trip I made. Um, with my kids when I actually made money, it was with my daughter. I'd always told her that when I had money, I would take her shopping. So she kind of thought it'd be down a local mall. But when I finally you know, made my first million, I actually flew her and we went to New York and we went to Broadway shows and I took her shopping to all the stores and she was like blown away. So that was kind of trip one. And then I think, I think for me what happens is I'm actually an introvert. And I'm also quite shy. Can't tell through a podcast, but that's me. So I don't go out and about a lot. I'm not, you know, going to parties or socialising or I'm very much in my own cave. I've got this beautiful two acres, tropical oasis, a spring-fed dam and a, and a beautiful pool and a border waterfall and a barley hut. And so I just love chilling at home. But I guess to offset that, I've got this side that loves to go out and have adventure, So at least once or twice a year, well, not this year, but at least once or twice a year, I love to go on a holiday somewhere amazing and have an experience and a trip that, you know, is just creates magical memories. So it's not like I'm an adventure person. Like I'm not, I I'm, you know, I'm just conservative me, but yeah, I just like to do stuff that that creates amazing memories and that, you know, I can see beautiful scenery and, just meet people that I'd never meet and see cultures and experiences. It's just, just what I do.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've done an amazing amount of it and I I will say I totally relate. And in fact, I'm going to take this opportunity to ask a very self-interested question, but it's a cool, but it relates to something that's cool enough that I think the audience will actually appreciate it too. So um, this spring, and I haven't nailed the date down, but I think it's going to be around uh, March. Me and my oldest son, I asked him, he graduated, um, he graduated from high school a semester early. He's a great kid. And he's just like my little 40-year-old friend in an 18-year-old's body. He's just <laughs> so mature. And I asked him a couple of weeks ago, I said, if you could go anywhere, and he's a total homebody, like not a travel guy, not a go out and party guy. But I was like, if you go anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? Because I think when I knew where I was going with the question, and he said, I would really want to go see, the lights like the aurora borealis or the aurora Australis, and and he just said the lights and he and and so i was like okay that means iceland greenland alaska and then i was like wait but we could go south so long story short we're planning to go see the aurora Australis in new zealand in the first half of next year and so i i'm wondering if you've done that and i'm wondering if you have any any advice on on the matter
1: I say just go. And no, I haven't done it. That's actually on my list of things to do. So yeah, I I just, I've seen so many videos, videos online, and I think it's mind blowing. So definitely, definitely go. Oh, I'm trying that. to do all the things that, that uh, for me, I'm trying to do all the things that take more energy and need more exertion, right. like now, and then I can do the easier things later.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's an easy one for you. For us, that's like, oh, we got to get all the way to New Zealand. So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited about it. But so you couldn't see, even though you grew up in the Southern edge of Australia, you couldn't see the Southern no, line? No,
1: that wasn't South enough.
0: No. no. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Um, let's see. So wh- let me ask you this. What, I mean, your life is like such a intricate tapestry. I feel like we could be here for days and I wouldn't get through all of it. But what is it that I haven't asked you about? That I'm going to find out later and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't ask her about that.
1: Oh gosh. What what are you going to ask me about? Um, I guess most people kind of wonder how someone who is an absolute introvert and who really, you know, doesn't like getting out there or being known, how did I build my business to connect with hundreds of thousands of people around the world? Like how did that happen?
0: Yeah, that's a great question.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I I guess the internet, like literally, if it wasn't for the internet, I would not, well, I wouldn't be sitting here, of course, but I wouldn't be sitting here. Like I, Mm. I literally, that was the thing that changed everything for me because as I said, I wouldn't even work in my own stores because I didn't like having to sort of interact with people and I didn't like having to sell. It was just too freaky. So what I first did, I became a life coach and I loved the fact that I could do that from home over the phone and then suddenly the internet kind of started. And so then I realized I could build my business through the internet. So I completely dived into learning everything about online marketing and how to make, you know, and but this would be for funnels and all that stuff. It was literally you had a website. That was it. So when was this? Website, when, when
0: did you start? I'm curious.
1: Uh, that would have been two thousand and four, I think was oh, wow. my first website. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You were early. So, I was early. I was, uh, that's the thing. You know? And then I started Wildly Wealthy Women, which, again, it was launched online, and so that became, you know, a multimillion-dollar business just through using the internet. And then, you know, so for me, I guess it was just using everything that I learned, and I think that's a big secret. There's so much to learn. Like, literally, people can go into learning overload these days. But what most people miss is the taking action. And when you take action, that's when, again, the magic occurs. So for me, I just learned everything I could. But, and I was just taking action, action, action all the time. Like I was constantly just, you know, putting into place everything I learned. And so when you do that so much and you're constantly taking action, you can fail fast. Like you can do something it doesn't work and you just, you know, you're on to the next thing. But when you're someone who says, oh, well, I think I'm going to create a course. And then you take six months to a year to create it. And then you launch it and then nobody likes it you've just wasted a whole year. So so I'm very much, you know how it's um, ready, aim, fire. I'm ready, fire, aim. So I'm all about just coming up with an idea. That's the ready. And then I just fire, get it out there and see what happens. And then the aim is the tweaking and improving and if need be letting it go. So, you know, it's all about just taking action and making things, making things happen.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad. I mean, that's a perfect kind of summary question and answer because um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm such a, an advocate in this world that like these, this technology stuff that most people really approach as a consumer where it's like, what is this medium going to serve me with now today? It's not, it's a tool. It's the most powerful tool. Like imagine living in ancient times and everybody was going around with hatchets and not, and you know, flint rocks and you literally have an Uzi mm-hmm. and you're like looking at this, try, you're like using it to try to like cut your food. And you're like, no, that's not what it's for. That's a, that's a tool. That's a, in that case, it's a weapon and you can use it to, you conquer the world with that thing. Right? That's mm-hmm. the internet. And most people are using it for the wrong thing.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah. I try to tell everyone this and I, you know, I think COVID this, this year has done a lot to shift people's mind on that subject.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because even just the working from home thing, people, like I work from home and I love it. It's so relaxed and it's easy. And, but people think used to think working from home meant, you know, you could drop in any time you want and, you know, you could drop what you're doing and go and do whatever. you It's like, no, 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 when you're working, you're working. And now so many people who have jobs have had to go and work from home. They understand that work is still work. And when you're working, you're working. Right. But they also understand that it's easy to do, like with the internet, it's, it's easy to be able to work from home no matter where you are. And I think a lot of bosses previously didn't understand the whole working from home concept. And people wanted to, but they were like, you know, how's that going to work? You're going to be off doing your own thing instead of working. And now they understand that working from home is a valid thing. So you, I, think, I think this year has completely changed the landscape of business and jobs and everything moving forward, definitely.
0: Well, and I just have to applaud you for I mean building a website and back in 2004. I mean, I know some of the HTML. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I mean there were no you weren't using click funnels back then. Like you were I remember in 2008 when I started, I had to go to the bookstore and I bought a book HTML for dummies and I bought CSS for dummies and I bought JavaScript for dummies and I bought WordPress for dummies and I I geeked out and got into all of it. It took me two years to be halfway competent. And you were almost five years ahead of me.
1: Oh, look, honestly. But the thing was, even if I wanted to make one change on the website, like even if I wanted to change a full stop, I had to psych myself up to go into the back area and look through the code. And it was was horrific. A very traumatic time in my life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But also, (laughs) would you trade it for anything?
1: Oh no, because it was so cool. Like, I look back and think, you know, I really was, you know, at the forefront of online. I know people say, oh, well, I've been around ages and they've started like, you know, six years ago. But it's like, you know, I was, I started my online business way before online was in. And, you know, I remember doing things like having one teleseminar with no webinar, people couldn't see you, one teleseminar. And, just sending people straight to a sales page, no funnel, no all that stuff, just having one teleseminar and selling nearly half a million dollars worth of product, just like that. Like back before when there was so much competition and back before you needed all the funnels and all the follow up emails and all the bits and pieces that seem to need these days, it was like really fun and easy. These days it takes a little bit more work, but it can still be fun.
0: Oh, it's still amazingly fun. It takes more work, but also the tools. On the one hand, it takes more work. But on the other hand, nobody that's starting today will have, will ever understand what you and I went through just to set up a basic like opt-in capture form. Like to capture an email address would take me like eight hours of, of reading the most boring textbook ever. And then like, typing out code on notepad and pasting it into Dreamweaver and FTPing Mm -hmm. it up to the server and waiting for it to propagate. And I mean,
1: painful, painful.
0: But that's what you do. That's the the price. you price,
1: You know, I found a VA and that was like literally saved my life. Like, and back then VAs were ridiculously expensive. My first VA back in 2004 was about $80 an hour 80 US dollars an hour and it was because the online world you know VAs there was no trained VAs in the Philippines or in India right. it was all you know American VAs and and it was some really secret society almost these days you can find amazing people at incredible prices and they just can support you and you don't have to do all of the, the crap that you don't like get, yeah. get someone else who enjoys doing that
0: yeah. amen amen great note to end on so how can the world Go get uh, more, first of all, just more of you, more of Sandy Forster. And also, if they want to interact with your products or understand your business a little better, where can they go for that too?
1: Sure. Okay. So, probably the best place place to find me would be at my website, wildlywealthy.com. But if you want, if you're interested in diving into some guided visualizations and some law of attraction work and one that's specifically around building a business, um, you could go to wildlywealthy.com forward slash bonus because I put together a kind of a bundle of law of attraction stuff for people that are interested in kind of starting to rewire their mind to manifest money.
0: That was wildlywealthy.com slash bonus?
1: Correct, yeah.
0: We'll put the link for that in the description wherever this appears, but I'm I'm pulling it up myself too. <laughs> money manifesting bundle. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Sandy, this has been wonderful. I appreciate so much you tuning in and taking some time out of your morning. It's my evening. It's your morning down in, where are you in Australia?
1: Uh, Sunshine Coast, Queensland, oh, right nice. near the beach. Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks for taking some time to be with us here on the Millionaire Secrets Show. I'm, uh, I'm so grateful you made the time.
1: Thank you so much for having me and I really applaud you for doing what you're doing and, and like you said, bringing up different people to your audience so that they can understand that all different types, all different, you know, education, all different ages, all different everything can get out there and create success and create their own millions. So thank you.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. Eventually we're going to have such a big body of evidence here that nobody will ever be able to deny that success is possible for anyone. Um, And you're a, a chapter in that story. I appreciate you, Sandy, and I appreciate To all the Millionaire Secrets watchers and listeners out there, you are the best part of the show and you're why we do what we do. Thank you so much. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. You just finished this episode of the Millionaire Secrets podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please like and share this episode and do leave us a review. Let us know how we impacted you today. Your next step toward creating your awesome life is to join me and thousands of others in the Entra Nation community where you'll receive free training, networking with other awesome life seekers, access to live events, discounts, merchandise, and other awesome perks. Head over to www.entranation.com. That is www.entrenation.com and join us today. And of course, do please follow me on social media. I can be found on all the major social networks at Jeff Lerner Official. Thank you again for listening and please go be awesome.